Here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain. I would like to thank all my patron supporters over at patreon.com slash bsmpod for continuing to support me and what I'm doing. Big special shout-outs to my senior producers. we got my mom and dad, Ventus Official, and PK Smokey. It's a big thanks to the Eternal Project as well with all that. Thank you all so much. And it's been a while. It has been since the season one finale of this podcast since I've had turned down for Walt on. And since then, Walt has only gone to exceed 50,000 subscribers on YouTube. Let's go. <laughs> Become the 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 project lead, the producer, big producer, big shot over at Panda. Hence, Panda turned down for Walt. Let's go, Walt. And in general, succeeding in life. Oh, wait, sorry. This is my favorite bit right now. The bit where you and Vish killed it at smash con 2022 for top four commentary your first top four commentary and walt i listened back to our podcast together that happened over a year ago and i said so many things that were complimentary about you i should have snuck in a mean one because i kept saying to myself listening to me talking just insult him one time you're inflating his ego too many times so i i will i will sneak one in this time but Walt, thank you so much for joining me yeah, that's dangerous, man. Thank you as well. Um, also, shout out to Matt, man, for being the uh, senior producer on the show. That's awesome. I love him. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been, uh, oh gosh, when did we do that episode? The season uh, one? What season are you on now? Season four. We got season four Holy now. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, so time, it's been probably like a year or two. Uh, since, since i've been on this maybe? i, I want to say it's been a year plus i didn't even look at the date i'm sure it's it's april ish of 2021 so it's been more than okay. a year but i'm active in your discord server because who doesn't nice. love saying morbin or darwin or morning <laughs> it's a great time to be on turn down for walt discord shout outs to s'morehead and the oh oh and jonesy who i got to meet at pound that was super cool shout outs oh, you to did? Yes, indeed. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yes, yeah. I did send a picture to the server to the to the general chat. It was really cool to meet up with Jonesy at Pound. Yeah, I actually went to college with him, so uh, he's a he's a pretty close friend of mine. So that's really cool that he got to make it out to that. And it would have been a tough turnaround for you because you were only at Genesis Eight the weekend before. So that's the big challenge of going to all these tournaments, Walt, this year. Yes. You've been to a lot of the big ones. In particular, uh, I was actually doing a half marathon that weekend. <laughs> so that's why I couldn't go, because I had signed up and paid a lot of money to kill myself in a run. Um, Wait, so they I make you pay money to do that? Yeah, it was expensive. It was like... It was more expensive than registering for a major, like late. Wow. So I think it was probably like 120 yeah. or something like that to run. Yeah. What's but the like venue fee for a 13-mile course? Stuff, so. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, it was. But that, that caught me up a little bit. But uh, it was cool to kind of like see some of the homies out there. Unfortunately, couldn't, couldn't make it out. But. I'm I'm really just giving you a little bit of what for because again you were at Genesis Eight, of course you were most recently at SmashCon, but you've also been even to Canada. You've been up at at Battle of BC Four, and if I recall correctly, Gommel, like you you are you are out here, Walt. So let's not make this 
a whole thing about how you missed one <laughs> event this year. I'm the one hey, who first and second trips to Canada, by the way, too. Yes. So that was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm actually interested in hearing about some of that stuff, but where to start first? Part of the thing here, those of you who listen to this podcast regularly, there's a little in behind the scenes. We're going to be doing specific stuff for Deer's Gallant Melee Open content night a little bit later on in the program, if you will. So I want to save the Canada talk for then because it follows the theme with GMO. I will first ask you about SmashCon since that is the hot topic. It happened just this past weekend. I love hearing about a first time sort of a thing in the in the Melee community just because you won't ever get to top four commentate for the first time. You'll get to top four commentate for the first time with another co-commentator probably, of course. I, I anticipate and hope for you to hop back on a top four at a big event like SmashCon in the future or in the very near future. But you got to do that with Vish, who many, including Edwin with Monday Morning Marth, says is one of the best or the best commentator of 2022 so far this year in terms of melee commentary, of course. And you got to do that with Vish, but you also, you're, you're putting yourself out there to the 70,000 peak concurrent viewers and just screaming into the mic with the, with the most amazing line. The listeners of the podcast heard it earlier to start off the, to start off the podcast, thou shalt not sleep on the kid. Just tell me what it was like doing that all for the first time. So I was told by production that it was actually 90,000 peak viewership let's go Melee, that's uh, even which better is, which is way better um <laughs> so that's that's super exciting because i when i stepped off to uh let vish interview with mango after the event concluded um production gimmer and then justin who was the guy who who basically run it's kind of smash con is kind of his baby as i understand it um he was like hey man like when you go back on there let them know this is the most watched melee tournament of the year so far we hit ninety thousand concurrent i was like holy shit that's awesome um but yeah i mean smash con was was just like such a dream man it was really really fun um i was in a very weird mental state i think going into it um but the fact that i was pa paired up with vish specifically for top four I think gave me a lot of ease, like peace of mind. And, you know, like, don't get me wrong. I, I love radar and I really want to do more big blocks with radar. But um, there's something about Vishman that just makes me feel very comfortable and feel very kind of like ready to do this kind of stuff, too. Um, I think I've had that with radar for a while now. So just kind of like experiencing that with a new person or a rather new person. I've done several blocks outside of top eights with Vish before, whether it's offline or online. But Vish is just like a super encouraging guy. He's very easy to work, work with. And uh, it, it really helped kind of like ease my experience in to doing a top four because right before we started, I was sitting there and I was doing like deep breathing exercises. I was like, I'm a highly anxious person. So I'm sitting there like, holy fuck, like just really nervous the whole time. And uh, Vish is just like someone who's very easy to kind of like encourage you and like make you feel good and things like that. Um, he actually gave me a lot of really uh, kind of like powerful words. And, and this is kind of like more on a deep emotional level than just like, holy shit, SmashCon was awesome. But uh, 
I remember it was after uh, Battle of BC, and I know we'll get into that a little bit more, but I was I was feeling not really great, honestly, after uh, that top eight. Um, it was either it might have been after Gommel as well, because he was at both and he completed top four for both of those events. But I remember I had talked to him and I was like, yeah, I'm like not feeling super good because, uh, you know, it was kind of like our intro into the big leagues almost for this. And there's always going to be a level of kind of animosity, I think, or or maybe resistance to kind of like the new guys that come into it. So it's pretty hard for some people from like a mental standpoint. And I can tell you straight up as vulnerable as I can be, uh, I don't handle it well. So when it first kind of came up, yeah, there was a lot of praise and it was like 99% very good. Hey, you did a great job. This was awesome. Oh my God, you really like elevated a lot of these sets and made it so enjoyable to watch. And I love that. But that 1% that comes through, whether it's on, you know, social media or Reddit or Twitch chat or whatever it might be, that's the part that really sticks for a long time. Um, and learning to shake that feeling is not an easy task and it's not a simple mental barrier to jump over. So talking with Vish is someone who's like really good at dealing with that. And it's so impressive and I'm so uh, envious of his ability to be able to kind of like take the good with the bad and like parse out this is bad, but it's not relevant to me. So it's like, I don't really care. Um, and like really take the good and reinforce that positively into like your mental state. So uh, huge shout outs to him. I remember I, after one of those blocks in Canada, I had talked to him and I was just like not feeling good. And he's just like, listen, man, um, you know, like I wear these bracelets that say uh, helpful and true on my wrist. And I, I use them as kind of like references to uh, get me through tough times like this to realize like if something bad is being like kind of said to me or one of my friends or whatever else, whether it's in commentary or just in life or whatever, um, I kind of ask myself, is this helpful or is this true? And if the answer is no to either of them, you know, you kind of just like wipe the slate clean and move on. Um, and I told them actually at SmashCon that that was incredibly powerful to me. And I kind of sat on that for a really long time. And I, I talked about it with my therapist too because I was like, this guy is so fucking cool that he <laughs> uh, like basically changed my entire mental state and um, like for the better. And it made me kind of realize like, yeah, the people who are important are saying uh, good things and giving praise and the people who aren't as important or maybe are just being toxic just because it's fun for them or just do it. It's just that they just want to do it because it's fun for them and because they want to be mean. And that's that's it. It's whatever. Um so bringing that all back into SmashCon, I think uh, I came in with like a bit of a better mental. Uh, the anxiety is something that's always going to be there, but it's something that you can kind of like work out over time, especially as you get more comfortable with this sort of thing. But of course, like going into it, I'm like, holy shit, there's this is, you know, the peak of the tournament and it's going to be watched by a lot of people. It's going to be criticized and ridiculed by a lot of people. Sure. But the biggest improvement that I did make was that I didn't open Twitch chat a single time All during my right. block. So I already said that was a mental win for for that uh, for that block. But once once the mic started going and then me and Vish kind of got into a good rhythm, it was just it was easy, man. And it was a combination of 
Vish just being incredibly easy to work with, like I said before, and also uh, kind of getting into the comfort zone and getting you know familiar with, hey, I've been here before and I've done this stuff and I, I know what I'm doing and I'm confident that I can deliver something and deliver a moment in a way that maybe other people can't, or at least do it in a unique enough way where people will remember that and say like, hey, that was really cool the way that Walton Vish did that commentary. And, you know, I hope they do it again in the future. So I had a blast. I love SmashCon just like from a, you know, ambiance perspective. Um, I have some critiques for the event itself, but <laughs> I mean, in terms of my overall experience there as a commentator, it was it was great. I loved it. What was your favorite non-melee part of SmashCon, be it the 64 combo contest or maybe perhaps top eight for ultimate, whatever, whatever it may be, a uh, non-melee <laughs> thing that was a favorite of yours at SmashCon? I didn't get to see the confetti, but I heard about it. And I still think that's really funny because I, uh, when grand finals ended and Mango won, I wanted to throw in a quip about the confetti, but I was just so like zoned in and I like had the line kind of like cocked and ready to go. So like, you know, grand finals ends and then Fish is like, oh my God, Mango wins from grand finals. I don't believe it. And we're both standing up looking at each other and I'm like indicating to him, like I have a line, like I'm ready to fucking use it. So he like, he passes off to me. I do the, um, you know, thou shalt not sleep on the kid. Um, and then I'm thinking about it after the fact, and I'm like, damn, he didn't get confetti again. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I wanted to say, but like the moment was over at that point. So then once I'm like, we went to, uh, we went to dinner after and I was, and I had to drive home to New York that night. So I heard about Ooh. the confetti thing from the stream and I was just like, that is just some insanely cruel irony. And uh, for any of your listeners who who actually avidly follow Ultimate, I think it came off of a Sora win, which is like <laughs> there's a there's a Twitter account called Sora Stats, and for since Sora came out, so it's been like what six months or however long the character's been out, Sora Stats would tweet and say like Sora's win rate at this tournament's top eight, and it would just say like zero and sixteen and like zero percent win <laughs> right. rate, and yep. it would be like that for like event after event. So then after SmashCon ended, Sora stats tweeted and they were like, Sora's win rate, like one game out of like 20 <laughs> or something like that. Like just something crazy, because I think Meister beat a Steve and that's what caused like the um, confetti to happen or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I just found it so, so funny. Um, the uh, I didn't get to see the Smash 64 combo contest, but I saw the, the aftermath of it um, and it just looked really, really cool. Uh, the Smashies was actually really fun, and I liked it a lot. Um, I got to participate in that also, which was really cool, just kind of as a volunteer, panning out awards and things like that. Dressed up in a nice jacket that I just got, so that was cool to kind of show that off on the stream. And uh, I think that like things like that just really show that the community is very tight-knit, and we're all just kind of homies, right? Like we just, we organized an award ceremony that was like an hour and a half long show hosted by Coney. All of these like great talents there. You know, we had like TK, we had last, we had a lot of people from the ultimate community. Um, Ajax was there who I, who I became pretty friendly with over this course of that show as well. And then on the melee side, like dark gen X, 
hungry box of course giving out his own <laughs> award which is really funny um but everyone just kind of like comes together in this cool way um and it shows like we don't really need funding from specific people i'm not going to name names uh, although it'd be nice to do to have it you know and some things like that but it shows that like we can we can put stuff together by ourselves and make something really really great and that was that was kind of cool and humbling to see that come to fruition so what i loved uh, the most about SmashCon, other than the melee brackets and top 64 was super crazy it was really fun to follow and be in the melee stats discord in the chat going who's who's how how far is bbats versus zane for 17th place because bbats took game one and so everybody in the server is freaking out because who doesn't love beast bats but especially the melee stats discord so mm -hmm. uh, we were all freaking out and then going okay zane has now tied the series one to one is anybody streaming this does anybody have a link please somebody like film it with the <laughs> camera on your phone I don't care. Just somebody film it. Like that. That's always the fun part about Top 64. But for SmashCon, that was crazy. But my favorite non melee related thing was definitely the 64 combo contest because 64 is is near and dear to my heart, and it was awesome to see an Isaiah run in top eight of 64 singles. Oh my god! Did not yeah. did not go all the way, unfortunately, this time. But finishing at third, still not bad. Still not bad for Isaiah. Is still competing. That's um, I don't want to call that a miracle. How do I describe it? Isaiah really meant it in the documentary all those years ago when he said, I'll just keep playing 64 for the rest of my life until there's no one else to play. But the good news is that there's plenty of people still playing. So that warms my heart. And I get to see Isaiah play in 2022. How cool is that? Yeah. So that's that for SmashCon, my overall from a, from the outside, cause I didn't go, I wanted to, but I have committed to going to the big house, which I am so excited hey, for the big go. house. I was so excited, dude. But I wanted to go to SmashCon, of course. But so my outside perspective was everyone for for Mango's run all the way to grand finals, winner's side, pushing Hungrybox out on game five uh, for winner's finals and doing the same thing again in grand finals. Everybody's just super happy. And this is the now this is a super awesome tournament because I think I think people would have said the same thing about Wave Dash. Oh, best tournament of the year so far if JMook had been the one to win. It just didn't work out that way. But there is something special that goes through any venue where Mango happens to come out on top. And most Melee fans can't help it, even if they're not Mango fans 24-7. You just you get swept up in it. So let's go, Mango. Yeah, it's, it's unreal, man. Like, I think... Uh there there is just kind of like an aura about him and it's really interesting to watch and i think that made that made the experience for me as a caster even more crazy i think someone just commented it on one of my videos uh that i had posted and they were like how crazy is it that uh like your first land top four you get a mango mango dub yeah and i'm like <laughs> that is insane to think about you know it's like oh just so cool like he and and he's he's you know he's great i love mango he's a he's a great player and like he's been doing it for a long time so it's cool that uh that i got to be a part of something that i've watched for that long um and kind of admired because i i've been watching melee i mean you got this in in our first episode together but like i've been watching melee for a long time as long as many of these people have been playing i've been kind of a spectator of the of the esport as it were so it's cool to kind of like 
be physically in it now in some way that's that's like really neat even just to have a small little part for for myself it's super cool to go to an event like pound where maybe a lot of people are are complaining but it's my first major it's my first time to be able to see mango mm -hmm. in a room or zane in a room and just go well i'm not gonna crowd or anything but that person is right there i've only been watching you for six plus years now that kind of a thing yeah. and i won't say intensely for six plus years mind you i've just known about zane peripherally for a while before i actually became a melee fanatic a few years ago but you get it it's so it was very very cool and that's why i'm looking forward to the big house because i didn't get to see people like you i didn't get to see people hopefully people a lot of people from the west coast i mean specifically who will be traveling out for that event getting to see the midwest of course i'll get to see contra at the big house how cool yeah. is that i always go out of my way to talk about how much i love contra so let's go contra i was super oh, excited yeah. to see all these all these people at something like the big house so I wish I could go to more events, but that's currently my situation right now. So I wanted to throw the one Patreon question that I have for you before we start to get towards Canada and sure. talk about Battle BC4 and Gommel. I wanted to add Patreon question to the overlay. I just did the word Patreon. So this is from Drew, who asks your favorite Mario player or are you the best Mario player? So that, that kind of yes. a theme. Let's talk about the Mario. Oh yeah, I am. Um, hey, I'll have you know, uh, <laughs> we did a rotation of me, Vish, and Junebug, and June's been playing playing Doc, so is Mario's good. Um, we were playing uh, a Mario rotation. I was kind of, kind of, kind of fucking them up. <laughs> uh, they got a couple games. I'll give them that. They got a couple games, but uh, in the Mario Ditto, I got I kind of got it. Uh, my favorite Mario player right now, um, I mean, nothing will really beat that very real and honest and true clip that I post of myself playing 100%. with my own two hands um, every so often. But uh, totally butts is super sick. Sozin super sick. Um, there's like a whole Mario Discord full of really really good uh mario mains and i'm i'm missing a lot of those names but they had just made a collaborative mario combo video um i think it's on totally butts's channel and it's called like mario is sick part four or something like that <laughs> um and i'm in it and i know sozin's in it totally butts is in it of course and a bunch of other really really good mario players so um i think pineapple is another one i'm thinking of there's a lot of really solid players in there um the easy answer is i love i love mango's mario um but i haven't seen it in a hot minute um and then i love june but he has it he doesn't play vanilla mario his doc is very good because he can up b cancel mm, uh, yeah. very consistently and i can't so that's why i play regular mario um but because june has good fundamentals with doc and because he's obviously a very capable player in uh redacted plus the he's just a good player overall and um that's so brother, mean. Down, brother plus i can't say, can I say it Am I, is, is the episode over if i say it um i'm not but, canceling uh, you for saying okay look I, yeah, look, okay. look it's a melee podcast but i i love i love the fan enthusiasm for all smash games even uh as they say making their own smash game out of it you know yeah shout outs there's yeah it, it's so funny actually because june bug obviously is a uh 
was the number one PM player back in like 2015 ish. But like he'll tell me he's like, yeah, when I'm on commentary, it just sucks now because I'll just be like, I'll just say other Smash games. And like most people know what I'm referring to at this point. Um, <laughs> they'll be like, yeah, it's that cool thing, like a Dacus that you can do in other Smash games. And they're like, what are we really talking about here? Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, the Mario Discord's really dope. And um, Junebug, if he played vanilla Mario, I think I'd I'd like it. But like he and I are so fundamentally different because like I play Rushdown um, or I try to play Rushdown. And I think he's a little bit more defensive, um, but I like them a lot. Uh, and check out Mario is Sick on Totally Bots' his channel because there's way better people who play the character than me, even though I'm the best. Yes, even though you put out the sickest Twitter clips, to your point, and this will be this this video. I'll find it, and it'll be in the link of the podcast episode, so you'll be able Hell to yeah. be able to view it at home. So. Now let's start to get into Battle of BC4. So now, okay, for those who are just joining us, hello stream. This is a pre-recorded segment with Turn Down for Wald and Cypher 003, Ooh. or just Cypher. You get it. But hello all. We're here to talk about a lot of cool stuff related to GMO, including Battle of BC4, Gallant Gaming's first big IRL event back since the start of the pandemic, and Turn Down for Walt. You had a big part in battle bc4 so let's go and you're this is this is in the beginning of june so we're going back a little ways i don't want to try to trivia you out of your mind with hey what do you remember from this day what do you remember from that day but i i just wanted to hear your perspective about how you had been commentating in a lot of the gallant melee opens the gmo tournaments the online events leading up to battle bc4 with radar and from the Mixup podcast, shoutouts, and the previous commentary blocks that you and Radar have done, it's very apparent that you two have pretty good chemistry with each other, you know, at the very least, if not excellent chemistry. So <laughs> I love I love how you all were able to get into Battle BC4 to commentate Top 8. You'd commentate the first half of Top 8, so I'm interested in hearing from you. The I don't, Not like the whole this led to this, arc but i'm and i am interested in hearing a little bit of just how that all came to be and like your favorite steps of the way getting there however you want to do it walt yeah i think um well huge shout outs to deer first and foremost i mean he is just an incredible human being and he deserves all the praise in the world for you know putting on whether it's a gmo or an in-person event like battle of bc he's just a he's a lovely person i love hanging out with him um and I got to meet him in person, actually, for the first time at Battle BC, which was really, really great. He was just super accommodating and easy to easy to work with and happy to work for him again because uh, he runs a good show for sure. Um, but yeah, I think uh, working towards a LAN event was definitely a big goal of mine. Um, and like we had gotten there with... Um, Genesis got a few commentary blocks. Um, Riptide, I got to cast Rivals of Ether, so <laughs> that was a fun time. But I, I think like that was top eights were definitely kind of like a, a stretch goal of sorts to get there. Um, and in in my case in particular, being able to work online events as often as I could was really good just given my my working situation because it was pretty hard for me to travel at the time and obviously for everyone else in the world to travel at the time yes of course um, 
So being able to do online events was kind of a very good way of uh, building up not necessarily a resume, but of course it does help to have the experience and kind of like get your visibility out there. But I guess more so the uh, comfort on the mic to be able to just be like, yeah, I've been here before. I can do this again. Um, and it is crazy how true it is that casting in person is way easier than casting on online. Um, <laughs> and I guess because like, and I like, you know, as, as a very, very, very long backstory for me, I had casted tournaments back in like 2015. And again, like I said, in our first episode together many years ago, uh, no one knew that I had a different tag. Um, I casted and streamed what is known as the worst tournament in South Carolina, which is called Olympus. Uh, there is a whole documentary by Slap Shoes, the, the NASCAR uh, YouTuber, uh, who happened to actually be at that tournament back in 2015, <laughs> uh, which is just bizarre to think about. But I have some I had some experience doing commentary because I, I commentated that entire tournament, which was like an 18 hour day straight. I did every single set of the entire tournament um, or, mo or probably like 80 percent of that tournament. Um, but. I guess like my first true experience doing online events um, was good because I was able to kind of like work with Radar and like develop that rapport with him. And now like he and I are, are really close and I would say like a very, very good friend of mine in the community. Um, bummer I couldn't go to his wedding. I wish I could have made it. But uh, congrats, congrats Radar for getting for getting married. Um, but I think like being able to build that synergy online was a really interesting dynamic because I remember it was like Ginger who had tweeted when he when Radar and I started to become like, I don't know, static, for lack of a better word, for mm -hmm. the online era. A little bit um, of a thing, Ginger, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. and Ginger would tweet and say like, hey, like, you know, Radar and Turned On For Wall, like, you're doing really, really good at commentary. And it's it's crazy because it's so much easier to cast in person than it is online. Like, it's actually so difficult to, <laughs> to do, be as synergistic as you are online. And I was like, huh, I guess this is kind of like all we know. So we're just kind of used to it at this point but you know then we go into vancouver for battle of bc and we do it in person and we're like holy crap this is crazy i can look at you now and know that you're about to say something <laughs> or you know like we can talk beforehand like in person we can interview the players right beforehand like there are just so many advantages to to being in person um so speaking uh specifically on battle of bc4 going into that event it was it was just a treat to be able to go there and uh for me specifically, that was my first time in Canada ever. So I was able to kind of like see international areas and that was really fun. Um, and then I just got to see some cool melee. So it was really, really cool. The, again, the event and production was, was just a treat as always. They're all just so great and I love working with them. So it was a, it was a really, really amazing experience to be at. And then shortly after was Gommel. So it was very like, back to back and things rolled into each other really, really fast. And, and here we are. And I'm interested in hearing about the Gommel experience as well. It was awesome to have not just one, but two really high profile majors for the ca Canadian region. And one being in Vancouver, that's West coast more or less. And out in Toronto for Gommel, you get, you get the East coast flair as well. But I think that Canada more or less showed up in full force to both events with, you know, variances in the, in between for sure. But 
it was really cool just because you don't often get to see players like Sunsei and Moki who have certain travel limitations, that sort of things. And I guess we get to see none. But going down the list at Battle BC 4, that's where I saw Elliot play for the first time. And I've heard about Elliot right. before, but I don't usually get to see Elliot play because I'm not able to catch a lot of those events happening live. You get it, you get it. So for the big events, you get to see players like that show up and show out. And then over at Gommel, they were doing all kinds of fun things too. They were taking advantage of this party boat after the tournament was over. I heard a few stories from other people who were there, that kind of thing. Super fun. I was not there at either event, so I'm a little sad, but that's what I get for having other things outside of uh, being fanatically obsessed with Melee. So, Walt, for you, <laughs> what was your what was uh, some highlights or favorite moments from Gommel and being in Toronto, Canada? Uh, from Gommel, Joe is is just a homie. Um, again, I sung the praises of Deer, so now I'll sing the praises of T.O. Joe. T.O. Joe. Um, yeah, just super cool guy. Again, like runs a really, really solid show and kind of like knows what he wants out of a, a production. Um, it was a stressful weekend for sure. <laughs> Our, my flight got delayed four hours ah. and then uh, my checked bag was delayed by an hour as well. So by the time I got all of my stuff into Toronto um, and I got my Uber, Cruise started, cruise that I was scheduled to cast with oh, radar. No. <laughs> and then we got that fun uh IVDW Moki clip at the end. Um, oh yes, yes, yes. You were missing part of the worlds versus USA crew yes. battle. Oh my gosh. So I I barely made it in time. So I, <laughs> I walk in and I'm texting the uh the commentary coordinator. Um his his name's escaping me right now, and I apologize for that. But uh I text him, I'm like, it's gonna be close. I was like, but I'm going to fucking do this block because like <laughs> I didn't fly here for nothing. Um, so I I get in and I'm like, do I have time to go to my room and shower? And he's like, no. And I was like, fuck it. All right. So I go I go straight to the venue with all of my suitcases and all of my camera gear. I throw it backstage. I say hi to Joe meeting him for the first time ever. And I'm like, all right, I got to go commentate. Um, but it turned out to be like a really, really fun event. And I think uh Again, like I know a lot of this is coming from the perspective of like my experience as a caster at these events because it, it's kind of new grounds uh, for me personally. Yeah. Um, as a caster, I think Gommel was a lot of fun because every event that I've gone to so far and when I complete like whether it's, you know, like a top cut of commentary. So the two top eights here or the top four at SSC. Um, I, I walk away from those commentary blocks feeling like that was the best block me and my co-caster I've ever done, which is really empowering and really uh, fulfilling. And it just is great to think about, damn, like we can keep going up and we can keep kind of like shattering the ceiling of uh, of like skill in this craft that we're kind of building and, and creating for ourselves here. Um, so that in itself made the trip very, very fulfilling um gommel as a whole for a tournament is just uh again like as someone who's been a spectator for as long as i have been um getting to watch you know all of the gommels blur saying happy july 4th when mango won that one time um i remember all of the clips right but then you get to kind of be a part of it and it really changes your perspective on it a lot and kind of makes you appreciate 
the community and the members of the community that make all of these things happen a lot of time on shoestring budgets but again not going to get into that shit but they they make things kind of produce out of nothing and it's incredible to see like i'm just so flabbergasted by how insane these tournaments and these build outs and these venues are every single time i get to go and being able to like lend my voice into that now really adds like another layer of appreciation so uh it's it's sick to be able to go to these tournaments and kind of uh you know talking to a microphone about how much we love video games live content programming for battle bc4 or the usa versus world's crew battle at gommel it just you have these two really big events and uh you know shout outs to other people who are you know uh, actually running like the the like the locals locals and and making things happen on a regular basis but when canada gets to show off the best of the best really come through so big shout outs to tio joe big shout outs to deer and i think that crew battle in particular, which I got to see most of the way through, I think I got in about a quarter of the way. I missed like the first couple of players on each on each team, and I was going like, "Ah, oh, I'm an idiot." But you know, with with crews, it can it can be a wash sometimes where one team has a clear advantage over the other, and it is what it is. They finish with a couple of players in the pocket still, and they go, "All right, we're just we're just built different." But that <laughs> went down to last stock, and and including. Dude. I believe oh a three stock comeback on IBDW's part. And it That's was like, right. okay, I, I know that this is a little crazy, but it reminded me of the good ending. Not that I'm a super big USA and nobody else fan, but when it's the Olympics and when the Olympics were in Canada and it was USA versus Canada for the gold medal, I remember very clearly that game going to overtime and Sidney Crosby winning the game for Canada and it was overtime. And I just was, I remember being so annoyed because I thought, Oh, we were this close. And I was a hockey fan for three weeks afterwards. And then I flamed out, <laughs> but I'm a melee fan first. So watching this event, I was going, Oh, Moki's going to win it for Canada. That's really, really cool. But as soon as IBDW won it for USA, I was like, well, actually, I think I like this better. And it reminded me of when we <laughs> lost that, that, that Olympic game, this was like 10 plus years ago when the Olympics were yeah. in Canada. And I, when I thought of it, I went, wow, that's such a weird connection to make. Why am I, why is my brain like this? But it was still uh, probably one of the better, if not the best modern crew battle that we've seen, like in the past five years, easy. Yeah. Great crew battle. I would I, love I to see that again that next year. Uh, I, I literally think that it's the best crew battle of the last decade. And part of that is because like crew battles as a format weren't pushed super hard at a lot of tournaments of right. kind of like the, the middle 2010s and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that that event was so crazy. And then you think about like the context and the storylines, like you're saying from like, oh, if, like the Olympics, you know, USA versus Canada. Fourth of July weekend and on Canada Day. I totally forgot well, about that's that. That's insane, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... That's awesome. That's actually so insane. Um, and it's funny that you that you said like you thought this was one that was rather even because I think after, at least for me, um, and I know me and Radar do this a good bit too. Is after like we'll finish blocks together, we kind of like icebox it a little bit, and we'll talk about like, hey, what were things that you immediately noticed and kind of like stuck in your mind from that block that we can kind of like improve on or or do whatever. And one of the things that I noticed from uh, the crew battle in particular, which I don't think many people pointed out, 
was I thought we were super biased the entire time <laughs> uh, because it was very close the entire time. But me and Radar kept saying, like, there is no way this is close. USA should, in theory, completely wash Canada. Uh, not like completely wash, but like you just look at like the depth that USA had. And we were like, this team is is wild. I don't I don't see how USA loses this. And then it went down to stock 40 against stock 40 mm-hmm. uh, at the very end. And I'm sitting there, you know, we're completing the final stock. And I'm like, damn, we really sat here in between every single game going like, I don't see how USA loses <laughs> or like Canada. Canada's at such an immense deficit right now, even though like they're down two stocks That's and like <laughs> Ellie or whoever, uh, who was it? Zuppy got seven stocks or something crazy. He had this insane performance. Great um, performance. Yeah. Just like, it's just funny. So I, I love that, that, uh, that crew battle. I wish more people could do crew battles. It is a logistical nightmare from a mm-hmm. tournament perspective to be able to organize that many people. Yeah. Um, but if we can do it, I mean, the, the people really love watching it. I know I love watching it. I think they're just a, it's a dope format. I mean, crews can just be there. There, there are obviously great times for it to be region versus region when it's, when you're talking about getting, you know, the top 10 level, the top 20 level players all together at a big event like Gommel, it is challenging. So maybe Gommel is the unofficial cruise when you're doing the USA versus world concept. Maybe that's where it gets serious and we'll get to see at least one great crew battle a year. Obviously it'd be cool to see more, but then yeah, it, uh, I'm the kind of person who loves watching melee in a lot of different contexts, but there's other people who like watching it a little bit less and then they might watch maybe three or four top eights a year. And so mm-hmm. they won't, they won't really want to do much more than that. And it's a shame, but for those of all of us here in the chat, you're watching this event because you're super into melee. So y'all are real ones for joining in on this discussion. Now I wanted to introduce this game that I have for you for to 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 close this out and future Jesse I'm sorry but you're gonna have to edit in music because I did not feel like doing that juggling that and the text overlay so thank you future Jesse but we have trivia related to all the gallant melee opens all five of those plus battle of BC4 now this is going to be you versus the game. You could say you versus the house or you versus me for, okay. tri- for, for, for trivia, where if you get three questions right first, it's the best three out of five, right? If you get three, then you win. And therefore, I will make yet another purchase. Look, we have turned down oh, for man, Walt. You can't do that to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, we also have, look, 20th anniversary you oh, know let's go. this is this can all be found on turndownforwalt.com and this this is where I'll, i'm gonna have to go if you get three questions right first or if you get three <laughs> questions wrong then well you don't have to do anything for me you could just sit there and be embarrassed that you don't have the memory of a computer i, I, I actually <laughs> probably won't win um I do want to say, actually, because I didn't expect you to to give put these stakes on this game. Um, the URL for turndownforwalt.com may not be active by the time Uh-oh. you try to buy something. <laughs> <laughs> because, well, oh no! Uh, no, I'll, I'll do it for I'll do it for you, uh, Cipher. But this is a soft announcement that um, the website is actually getting a bit of a facelift, and I will be announcing that hopefully this week um, before GMO, but. I don't know if it will be uh, 
ready yet. So for anyone who's listening to this, uh, the website may or may not be <laughs> revamped, and there may or may not be new products on there, and I may or may Ooh. not be uh, announcing something really cool that's merch-related um, in the next week or so, and it's totally not related to Shine. So there's some cool <laughs> things happening. So, but again, like to, I don't want to throw a monkey wrench into your stakes, but if, you, if I win... You don't have to buy anything because the, the store might be dead right now. Okay, well, how about this? Patreon.com slash TurndownForWaltz oh, is shit. another okay. way right. where financial support can be given to Waltz, one of our favorite people in the Melee community, and for being so for so kind to join me in this game in a very impromptu stakes. I thought it would be fun to put stakes on this trivia night. Let's so do it. Yeah. Let's go. Virtual handshake, and, and actually, I'm not uh, subscribed to you on Patreon, so I'll sub to you. No freaking way. You are not going to do... These questions are not that tough, but still. Okay. This is... this. I did not dig super deep, okay? You know? These questions, again, are about all the GMOs and Battle BC4. It does not... Unfortunately, does not include anything from Gommel, but I thought you had a hand in all of these events in some way or other, so maybe you'll remember some of these uh, occurrences or trivia-related things to these online events and to Battle BC4. So the first question that I have for you, Walt, is at the Gallant Melee Open Spring 2022, this was the first GMO to never merge the East and West Coast brackets. They remained separate because Deer wanted the winner from each bracket to actually be flown out to Battle BC4 and play in person, which is super cool. But I'm not mm -hmm. asking that. What I'm saying is, is that Swift beat Ben East side and Sunsei beat Kadoran on the West side. But in both of these grand finals, the same thing happened. And I'm wondering if you can catch the common occurrence between each grand finals. Okay, Swift beat Ben, and who beat Kadoran again? Sunsei beat Kadoran, and so, right, obviously there's not common characters or anything, but again, the same thing uh, happened. I can't be more specific than that. The same thing happens. Beat Ben, Sunsei beat Kadoran. And this was the most recent GMO, right? Before Battle of BC4? That is correct. Oh, Lord. Okay. Um... Swift beat, and I'm not allowed to watch the set, right? <laughs> no. <I was> like, <laughs> okay. Uh, oh crap! Okay. We'll be we'll be back in just a little bit after these messages. Swift <laughs> <laughs> beat Ben, and soon say beat Kadoran, and the and a similar thing happened in both of those sets. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely significant. So don't try to chase down a super far niche thing. It is. Was there a crash? That would be a fun answer, but that is not it. I'll give you one more okay. guess. Oh, boy. Yeah, I actually don't know then. Um... I got nothing. I got nothing. That's okay. So there was actually a bracket reset in each grand finals. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so I know that's yeah. I, if if I said what bracket related thing happened in each grand finals, <laughs> no, no, that would have been. But I was worried that if I said that, that would just be leading the horse to the water too hard. I'm sorry. No worries, no worries. So I'm we're in the game. We're we'll owing, we're zero one, but with hey, a lot of great players have gone down zero one and have turned things around. So the new question: Who has won the most gallant gaming events since the start of 2021? So that includes. All six event, 
who has won the most of those events? Gallant Gaming. Um, hmm. So Hungrybox won the first one, like the first ever one. Yes. But then he like didn't win a tournament for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Hungrybox, I'm pretty sure. But like, it, it just sucks that he was so bad in 2020. <laughs> um, yeah, because I think S S2J won one. Mm -hmm. I think none won one. Or might or maybe got second at one. I think it's Hungrybox. Yes, it I'm is. Gonna, Hungrybox yeah. has won three GMO events. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So hey, we're one one. <laughs> he only won half. <laughs> oh. Well that's it, 2020, man. Come on. <laughs> you're just being super hard on Hungrybox for not playing super consistently, but shows out for gallant melee open events. So let's he go. Does. He does. Let's go, Juan. Okay, so now we move on to question three. The pivotal game three, as they say. Where, no, sorry. <clears throat> Were there more floaties or spaces at the Battle of BC for top eight bracket? So in top eight, were there more spaces or floaties? Battle of BC, in Battle of BC four? Yes. Um, do you count Leffen as a as a spacey or a floaty does that actually does not impact the final answer if uh oh, it doesn't okay so who was in top eight leffen won zane got second amsa uh beat moki so that's smoky got seventh uh soon say kadoran for seventh i feel like i gotta write this down shit um <laughs> <laughs> all right so Let's count Leffen as a spacey. So Leffen is spacey one. Sunsei is spacey two. Moki is spacey three. Um, Hbox is floaty one. If we're counting Sheik as not, oh, well, it's spacey versus floaty. So we'll count Sheik as floaty then. So Jmook's floaty two. Zane's floaty ish three. Amsa is Yoshi. I don't know where he factors in. Uh, factor um, as a floaty. Okay. Um, I'm not going to entertain uh, Twitch then, chat yeah. comments on that, by the way. Yeah, because there were only three foxes. Uh, Leffen, Sunsei, and Moki, uh, who got 7th, 7th, and 1st. So, And then the rest are two Marths, a Yoshi, a Sheik, and a Puff. That's eight. I counted right. I'm an engineer. <laughs> yeah, it's floaties. That is correct. More floaties in nice. the top eight of Battle BC4. So winning the pivotal game three. And now we move on to game four. Possibly the last question of the night, which is a real shame because I feel like when I spend time doing anything, I don't like it to be wasted. But then I'll spend an hour on Twitter just scrolling mindlessly. Do you want me to throw? So we can get <laughs> no, don't throw. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> of the six possible events, so again, all five GMOs in Battle BC4, which one drew the most total entrance? Total entrance. I have a, I have a gut guess for this, and I'm just going to send it because I truly don't know what the answer would be. Otherwise, I'm going to say GMO Summer. Um, what was it? GMO Summer 2021. So... 
I was definitely being a little bit mean to you here. When I said total entrance, I was counting ultimate as well. So battle BC4. Oh, you... <laughs> okay. 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 But you're you're right in saying that one of the uh, it was actually the very first gallant melee open that had the most total okay. melee entrance. You're right, over 300 okay. entrants, nearly 400 actually. So really? yeah, uh, obviously really really cool. All the GMOs get strong numbers but the first one got the most and yes has the most melee entrance more than battle bc4 melee entrance but when i said total entrance i was wondering <laughs> if you would catch that you cheeky little bastard <laughs> yeah my my gut was thinking summer just because vansity had those super sick uh skins for the entire stream and i thought that was like a really big draw for uh for people to enter because it's just, i mean from a spectator perspective oh it was yeah really sick to see that super but. awesome and so now this is game five okay i mean i definitely counterpicked to a really bad stage for you but you have <laughs> home you have home field i guess you, you're going you're counterpicking now to a stage that you like and the last question is has any player appeared in every single top eight of these six events yes or no Every top eight. So there's six GMOs, right? Mm. So you're asking if there's five GMOs and Battle BC four. Okay, so that's counting towards those two. Okay. Yep. So the only one I can think of would be Hungry Box then, because I don't think Zane entered GMOs. Uh he definitely wasn't at summer. And then none didn't make top eight in Battle of BC. Oms is in Japan, so that's a no. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> very Doran much in Japan. Has made top eights in GMOs and Battle of BC. Soonsei has missed top eights of GMOs. Moki has missed top eights of GMOs. I don't know if that's because he wasn't attending them. And then Jmook uh, miraculously got good out of nowhere with, oh, with, yeah. no, pri with no prior precedent. So Just appeared he, he at just Genesis 8. As a, as yeah, literally player. just... Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden is finishing at second. Yeah, Every no top eight. Yeah, I think, I think the answer is yes. And I think it's Hungrybox, who is the player. Uh, I know that wasn't part of the answer, but... If if it's not HBox, then it's because he missed it at one of the random GMOs. But I think he's made top eight at, at every single one, and then lost because he lost to S2J at that one. Yeah, I think he I think he did make top eight at at all of them. I'll lock it in. Let's say yes. We are locking in Hungrybox, aka yes, that every uh, every top eight was appeared for one player at the very least. But the answer is actually no because. <laughs> Two Saint actually beat Hungrybox in the Puff Ditto for a oh, top eight. Oh, I casted that Saint. Are you kidding me? Oh my god! <laughs> Fuck. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't swear on this. <laughs> oh my god! I I literally I know it because I posted a I posted an Instagram reel of that set with, when and I casted it with Zoo. I remember exactly oh. what you're talking about. Ooh. And they go on like a rest train on each other. And it was yes. it was the sickest thing. Oh my god, that's he missed top eight because of that. Yes, that was that was qualifier for uh for to, wow. to make loser side top eight. 
but um but which, actually which gmo was that i'm i'm not remembering off the top of my head but the other thing is that hungry box was not at the most recent gmo the 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 spring one of this year of 2022 okay gotcha yep huh. but uh i think entered every other one missed it legitimately once because of the okay. two saint deal but Place hungrybox and aklo hungrybox and aklo are actually tied at four apiece four appearances in top eights out of all this a piece but aklo sadly did not go to battle bc4 and then gotcha. is busy okay. i think medical school i want to say something related to being a doctor dr aklo i'm not sure actually so don't quote me on that switch chat always happy to correct me so i appreciate y'all for doing that <laughs> If indeed I need correction, I could just be right the whole time too. But either way, an exhilarating, it was so hard to keep a straight face. You, you played very well, very admirably. And uh, I was going to say this in either instance, you are not actually held to it. I just wanted to lay down some stakes. If you sub to patreon.com slash BSM pod, if you do that, that is cool. But either way, I'm super happy that you took it all the way and made it very entertaining for all of us here on the stream at the GMO content night. Walt, thank you so much for playing and being game to do that. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me, and uh, I'm I'm subscribing to you right now. So bless up, thank you so much, yeah, and to all of you on stream. Whether this is going to chain into another content piece, which most assuredly it has to be, the, how wild would the, no? We have all kinds of cool content pieces for y'all this evening that have either happened or are going to be coming up. So please stay tuned for that. We're just going to do shout out. I need to put this on the overlay. Shout outs to Deer. Shout outs to Deer for running yet another GMO and continuing to say, hey, our online event is somehow not just going to be on a random evening. We're going to make it a multi-day thing and we're going to have multiverses at this event. Walt, will you be in right. the multiverses bracket? <laughs> um, I may be casting it but i don't know if i should because i'm definitely not experienced in in watching the game that much yet. is zetterburn I, in in there because you know all yeah, about I zetterburn I, you I, know? I can tell you about zetterburn i got a lot i got a lot of experience with that guy of course um shout outs to dan furnace um but yeah i i told deer that i'd be interested in doing uh multiverses potentially but i might have to back out of that one until i kind of get a little bit more chops there and feel comfortable uh talking intelligently about that game but uh yeah maybe we'll see and this uh, is kind of set in the future in some way though too so like it some of it might have happened already oh, yes. by the time people see this indeed so we're all looking forward to seeing whether or not walt commentates multiverses and it does an excellent job anyway but either way thank you all so much for joining us and stay tuned for more and now that we're done with that particular piece, back to the podcast mode, I don't have a whole lot to, to circle back to other than just, again, thank you. Very nice of you to be game to... I wanted to tell you the stakes before we started recording, but I got thrown off by the camera stuff, so I have totally oh, no, forgot yeah. to mention it. That's my bad. Yeah, you're totally fine. I, okay. I always love a good uh, a good little wager for all this stuff. You're, the questions were really good, actually. I really liked it a lot. All right, excellent. That's good to hear. So I really only did get one Patreon question. Did anybody sneak anything last minute? No, well, that's okay. Damn. So let's Brutal. see. I want to end this with just saying uh, a, a personal thank you from me to you for continuing to be a super cool person 
uh, when we interact, you know, sparingly, because again, I'm just posting on the Discord, whatever's coming to mind. I love being present there, but I would say you're the person who I look to a lot for making steps forward. You're not the person who I envision myself being in five years or anything. You're just the person who I say, Walt came from the same spot that I did a long time ago. So in order for me to be able to do anything besides host a humble podcast that is nearly at episode 200. So I will rest my laurels on that. But other than that, if it's, if it's going to be anything else, it takes a lot of hard work. It takes showing up and being there, which is something that I know I'm not super great at doing because of my, uh, you know, family and job. But I, I know a little bit more of what that process is like just by watching you because I get to be uh, close enough is the wrong way to describe it. It's basically just that you leave a really nice footprint of this is what it takes. Not that you're trying to lecture anybody or over blog or over vlog yourself, but you, uh, you're that, uh, you're that North star of, uh, of growing things for yourself, I guess is the best way to put it. Thank you. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that a lot. That's very, 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 very kind. So, and I try. I'll keep trying, and I'm going to keep working hard. And uh, you're doing a lot of really good work too. Almost at episode 200 is uh, incredible to think about. So, congrats to you for you know being as consistent as you are. Far more consistent than what the mix-up could ever be. So that's where uh, that's where I'll rest my laurels at least. The and maybe, triumphant maybe return. I'll... Yeah, we we can only hope to reach your level of uh, of consistency when it comes to that because we're a we're a once a quarter kind of podcast when we when we do it. But <laughs> just imagine two hundred episodes of a podcast with you know like uh, with more effort though because that's what the mix up is to me. It's y'all scheduling together not just one guest but like three guests and and and, uh, and just talking with Blur, which I'm mostly meaning. Yeah, Obviously, Blur I mean, is a just great a person, itself, great yeah. person to have on any. <laughs> podcast blair's like the best podcast guest probably ever uh, i don't need to necessarily have him hear me say that but that's just the person who throws out everything everything blair will throw it out and it'll stick i listen to myself podcast and i sound so hesitant and maybe it's because i want to make sure that you the guest feel comfortable and that i don't talk like this all the time and i'm in podcaster mode i'm throwing out hot takes but it's really nice to hear somebody else do it. Blur's a good person to hear do that. But you and Radar, of course, super great with the mix-up. When the episodes come out, I'm always super happy to listen along. <laughs> for everybody who was hearing a little bit about the whole turndown for Walt.com website revamp, this episode will air after GMO, uh, the, the Saturday after or the Monday after, that kind of a thing. So by this time, if the website is not completely revamped, stay tuned. Follow at TurndownForWalt on Twitter oh. because that's where you're going to get all these big updates about what's happening in the near future with the website. So we're all super excited for that. Oh, wait, you're going to this episode's going to go up uh, during Shine on the 27th. Maybe? No, no, no. So when I say or... this so this upcoming Saturday, right? right. Okay. So I was, I was just going to like, I was going to tell you everything <laughs> no. here, but now I can't. <laughs> no, you so. can't. The, that's okay. the whole thing that we're, we're, we're saying, stay tuned, follow Walt on Twitter, go to the YouTube and subscribe. Congratulations again for hitting, hitting 50 K at long last. That was a goal of yours. Of course, naturally yeah, that was the next landmark for you, but onward and upwards to 100 K shout outs to snares, yeah. all the other editors that are helping make these top eight highlights and 
I forgot the other thing that regularly comes out. Uh, the um, JV5. The, not uh, the JV5. What's the other thing? Oh, no. There are other people who edit your JV5s now. Yes. yes yeah. That's right. Uh, actually, quick shout-outs to all of them, too, because they, uh, they're really carrying my channel super hard right now. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of the way that I had envisioned the channel being as kind of a not like a final boss or like an end all for it, because I do want to keep like developing and growing and innovating in certain ways, especially in the melee content sphere. But um, the way that I kind of envisioned this channel being positioned at this point in time was to have these people kind of help me with the regular content, like the JV five or highlight videos or kind of like player profiles or whatever they are, what have you. And then that allows me to kind of branch off and do more documentary pieces that I can kind of like devote my solo hours to more of like the comedy driven pieces, anything that I can kind of do on the side. And then there's still things being made. So it's not like it was two, three years ago where it was, I'll make a documentary and then I won't post for three months and then I'll make another documentary and then I won't post for three months and then I'll make a frame data and I won't post for two months. Um, <laughs> the content has been very regular, which is great. I have posted videos multiple times in a week which i've never thought i would get back to that point in my mm. life so that's really cool to be able to get there and then the quality is still just just as high as ever so huge shout outs of course to uh i guess like the turndown for walt staff for lack of a better word <laughs> or people who are collaborating with me collaborators is probably a friendlier term for that but uh just they're all really great and i and i love the effort that they put in and they they really care about kind of the the art that we're creating so I know we got Hank, who's a huge writer. He's kind of the lead writer, more or less, for the JV5 now. Um, Connor, CDK, old school Melee player. He was uh, heading up editing for JV5 for a long time. But in the meantime, we do have uh, SSB Scry, who used to be Mango's editor. Uh, Blippi Jacob, who you edit, edited for Atrioc. Nice. Um, oh, gosh, who else do we have here? I got to look through my list. Snares, of course. We have Asigi P and uh, Mario and Shane, who are kind of the trio of writers plus editors who are doing the preview videos now for tournaments. Um, kind of what to expect out of out of these brackets that we're going to be getting from upcoming majors. Um, I am certainly missing other people here. I Gosh, I, I have to check this now because I'm going to be really upset if I miss someone. Um, <laughs> But yeah, the the whole staff is just is just excellent. Um, they're they're really great people. I've had uh, Paula from PG Stats help with some thumbnails and whatnot. She does a lot of the SEO on our side as well. Um, and then uh, actually, oh, and Cornflake as well. He's done a few. That's the one I was forgetting. Oh Force yeah, Cornflake. Let's go. Um, and by the time this episode does come out, since you said it is Saturday, I can say uh, shout outs to Kells uh from team boxer uh who i would like to be the kind of lead editor of sorts for frame data we're going to be bringing that series back and mm. that is actually premiering his first episode uh in collaboration with me on gmo content day this friday so it will already be out by the time that your episode and podcast releases so i can talk about that and uh Kells is a, That's is a awesome. visual genius so i'm super impressed and i'm so excited to show the like newly revamped frame data because the visuals look incredible 
I posted a teaser of it on Twitter and it is it's just like unreal. He's so, so talented. Everyone, everyone who's done videos is just an insanely uh, immense talent overall. Um, but I'm excited to show off Kells a little bit because this is his kind of like debut of sorts on my channel. So that's awesome. Shout outs to Kells. I'm excited to see that. And then it was actually the Gallant Melee Open spring of 2021 that where it was in top 16 i just sent you the star gg link where yes two saint beats on the box so make top eight that, that's crazy i gotta be like that why does two saint gotta be so good they're so good i i literally yeah literally casted that set so but it feels it's, like a top eight set. It feels like oh, it was a really good it, does. it was really fun. It does feel like that. It was fun. But... It was fun. Yeah. Oh, I guess I did want to ask you, like, I loved the I I love because this is still ongoing, but you have definitely turned not from away from YouTube, not at all, but you've definitely prioritized commentary at the events that you're going to, and not to say that you are ignoring content otherwise but you've definitely taken a, a shift in what you do and how you express yourself within the melee scene and i am curious about if it was because you started casting again and you really enjoyed it and we're just riding the train of saying hey this is really enjoyable because one of the reasons why you stick around with melee in the first place is because you've said this before melee just gets you it hooks you just like it hooks me mm -hmm. and everybody else that is just strangely doing a lot of this somewhat loosely speaking for for either for free or low pay or you get it uh we're, we're just out here spending hours and hours on it and it's super fun but would it be in that line of thinking where it's i'm really enjoying commentary i'm just going to keep doing it and now you get to commentate top four events or is it because of like a more deliberate step in that direction and saying this is how walt becomes a household name which is very fair as well i'm just curious what the uh shift was or the motivator behind it yeah i think um I always wanted to uh, be more public facing with the community. Um, I think kind of very early stages of my YouTube had started off with I did montages and combo videos, mm -hmm. which, you know, they were fun to do, but granted didn't really kind of show the core personality that I had as a person or as a human. Um, so then I incorporated voiceovers, I incorporated more analytical things and kind of showed off in a way that I have knowledge about this game. I have a very deep appreciation for this game, and I want to be able to show that through my content. I feel like commentary was kind of a logical step in being able to continue to be public-facing um, and kind of get my personality out there in a way. It's funny that you bring up that question as well because i'm i'm editing uh before we had started this recording i told you i'm editing a quick teaser for an upcoming event and one of the clips and i actually used this in my abate versus s2j video was abate saying uh the fun thing about melee is that there's always surprises and i think the way that i see commentary and playing melee for that matter is that no two situations are unique you will always go into uh, a tournament, a different event, a different bracket, a different set that you're casting, playing, you know, watching over someone's shoulder, asking someone next to you by the setup, what's the set count kind of thing. It will never be exactly the same as it was before. And that's what makes that's what makes the game so enthralling. And that's what makes you get hooked into the game, because it's like 
it's not formulaic. You're going to get the same, you're going to get different things every single time. And that uniqueness is what makes you want to keep coming back because there are so many different things that you can see here, talk about experience that get you really interested and get you wanting to stick around for more. Doing commentary uh, has kind of unlocked that more in me because I don't really play too, too much, but I can watch a lot and it will be able to give me more of like a, you know, unique experience of I haven't seen this before or this is a brand new matchup that I've never gotten to talk about before. This is a brand new uh, tournament run or, oh my God, JMook's getting second place at Genesis, something like that, you know? Like there, it's just something that is so new and fresh every single time. And I, I truly feel like in the context of commentary, the game will never get old to me because I'll always enjoy watching it and I'll always have a fondness to the, to the game when I'm, looking at it through this lens. Um, that's not to say that I don't want to do content at events or shoot videos, and I still do my stuff with Panda, and I'll still bring my camera and gear and things like that. But I would say I can point my camera at someone, and I can get a similar angled shot, and then there's a lot of sameness to that from event to event. Mm -hmm. um, and you can, of course, spice that up a bit and you know introduce other elements, and it, it kind of comes out in the edit a little bit too. Um, where you kind of differentiate that stuff, but there there really is nothing that I can describe that is quite like the uh, variety that I've been feeling in commentary. And it really helps to uh, kind of, I guess, increase or enhance that love for the game that I have that much more. Who doesn't love the idea of being able to talk about Melee as it's happening? And it also you get to do it with an audience in hand. Now the worst kind of audience that just gives horrendous feedback sometimes, but that's why we put down Twitch chat, baby. Let's go Walt. So oh, I right. love, right. I've, I've been loving your commentary. So the question is more Thank out you. of curiosity. It is not a secret way of me saying you're not doing yeah, enough yeah. stuff with your channel while you're doing plenty and facilitating takes a lot more work than some people are willing to admit. Okay. For those of you out there <laughs> who think that it's easy to just tell editors to make videos, it's a lot harder than you think. Cause I can't, can't do it. <laughs> it's tough, man. And as an add-on to the commentary thing as well, um, you know, even though we're we're looking at a game that we love, but you get to because melee intrinsically, you're doing cast with a duo partner a lot of times. Mm -hmm. You're doing it with someone you're friends with, which yeah. is really cool. It's the same way that like people say, "Oh, like playing doubles in melee is like you're winning with your homie." Like that feels so good. You are like I'm. I would like to say that I'm pretty close friends with radar and vish and all of the other co-casters i've worked with at this point i am very very fond of the uh talent and ability that all of those people have and it inspires me to work harder because i can kind of see the ability and and talents that they do have and maybe things that they are much better at than i that i don't have and it kind of allows me to reflect after all these things and say like hey well uh, Radar's doing this really well, and I'm not really incorporating this into my game plan. So let's throw this in here and see if I can kind of improve holistically as a result. Um, it's really cool. And and I know Bish just posted uh, his kind of like SSC thank you uh, yesterday, like literally eight minutes before I posted mine. Uh, we have like all <laughs> the same pictures. But he, he said at the end of his post, like, I don't think I'll ever get tired of this game. And I can totally 1000% relate to that, especially 
now that I've kind of like gotten my feet wet uh, sufficiently with commentary. I love hearing that because the more people that we have like you and Vish in the Melee community, it's it it makes us all that much better. So big shout outs to you. Big shout outs to Vish for the top four commentary that we all got to enjoy at SmashCon. Like I said, my brother and I were just guffawing at when you were pulling out the, yeah, a lot in the driver's seat right now. Well, that could change. Like, you know, this isn't Mario <laughs> Kart. Like that was, that's a low key one that will not get as much love in the future as your thou shalt not sleep on the kid. But Blake and I really enjoyed that line. We were just like, what? He's just, what? I love that <laughs> little, those, those little things. So I do want to say I was saving, uh, I wanted to save, don't call it a comeback. He's been here for years for grand finals, but I was so afraid Mango was going to lose. So I was like, I had to, I had that one in the bank for um, a Mango set, but I was like, oh my God, what if he loses? And then I don't get to, don't get the chance to say it. And then I never commentate a Mango set again. And then, you know, everything's over. And I get canceled on Twitter and, like no one wants to talk to me anymore and it's just the scariest <laughs> thing ever um so i i just fired it off for the lod one and then came up with that other one for grand finals so both really fun yeah i thought that i wouldn't have guessed that you were afraid of mango losing grand finals by saying don't call the comeback but i was like you Mango hasn't won the tournament yet. I was like, you know what? Mango's probably going to win the tournament. But then I thought about Pound 2019. I was like, oh, no, Mango might not win the tournament. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, wait. Dawson's at the event. He's probably practicing with Dawson. True. True. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> really important. As long as somebody like Dawson is at an event that Mango's playing Hungry Box, that's the important thing. Or, or Mango being willing to fire more lasers, all that fun stuff. All right, yeah. so let's go ahead and close up. I I have told the people where to find you, but I'll let you outro yourself and any final shout-outs and thoughts that you have. Please take us into that sunset, Walt. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, man. Um, it is a pleasure, a long-awaited uh, return to be able to talk to you again after... Uh, well, we talk a lot, actually, but <laughs> talk to you <laughs> formally on the podcast after uh, what feels like an eternity, man. So uh, you're doing great. You're killing it. And again, huge shout outs to you and, and the work that you do, because that should not be understated as well. I mean, you do a really, really cool thing. And it's awesome that you are able to like give a voice to all these people in the community through this. So thank you. Um, my name is Turn Down for Walt. I am available on different social media platforms as it were um right now it's the push for 100k on youtube that's the big goal but uh i'm around on everything turn down for walt on youtube twitter uh and twitch although i don't really stream all too often um turn down for walt official because some cheeky little bastard wanted to take turn down for walt for me on instagram and tiktok so that's where we're at right mm. now um but it's all linked in the youtube um, and then turndownforwalt.com will be available eventually as a website again. Um, and Stay I'll have tuned. some really cool merch designs available, um, working with an insane designer. Um, I can give him a shout out. His name is Shane. Status Quo is his tag. Um, nice. New York legend. He made a lot of merch for the nightclub as well. So he's he's insane. Just so, so talented. So I, uh, I love being able to support him in that way as well. Um, Shout outs to, again, all the talent that has kind of come aboard to help me push out content as rapidly and of high quality as, as it is. Um, again, legitimately carrying the channel right now because I would be so irrelevant without them. 
but uh they're they're doing so good and i and i love them a lot and they're uh they're great and i love working with them uh shout outs to panda for supporting me and uh you know giving a content creator some uh some help in that way that's really cool and shout outs to everyone who again appreciates melee because the fun thing about it is there's always surprises and it's fun to be able to experience that with your homies and with your friends and by going to events and hanging out with duran at pound 2022 so yeah just uh, everyone's so cool and it's, it's great to be able to uh you know share these friendships and experiences and memories that are unique every single time you go so it's always a fun time and go to a freaking tournament it's awesome absolutely catch me and walt at the big house for example i'll finally get to see you in person resist the urge to like touch your beard i'm normally very good at not touching anybody's beard i'm not i'm I'm not gonna do that to uh to wisely or anybody else but you know the beard is beautiful it's what i aspire and fail to be and you can catch both of us there at an event like the big house or if you go to a local support your locals if you're going to another big tournament say hi to people around you you'll find that a lot of melee players are super homies so ask for friendlies ask everybody hey is this tournament uh, or say hey dubs right. this just go for it let somebody correct you and then say hey i'll take you under my wing and now you have a friend so looking forward to seeing the rest of the tournaments this year that you're casting Walt. and thank you so much for joining me on bottom of the smash mountain thank you very much